You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 86 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie, and today I want to talk about why so many of us struggle with our dog's recall or teaching our dog to come when called. Now, this is not necessarily something new. Um, You've probably heard me say things like this before, but I really wanted to dive in deep here and The reason why I think we struggle is because when we think of free call, when we think about teaching our dog to come when called, what do you think about? Most of the time, it's about teaching them another cue, right? Because, you know, come, which is usually the cue that we use, is something that's taught in every basic obedience class. It gets lumped lumped in with sit down, stay. It's sit down, stay, and come. Like those are the basic obedience commands. But I don't see recall as a cue, a command. It's part of it, but it's only like half of it, maybe even less than that. Recall is more of a habit that you have to develop with your dog every single day and work on every single day. You know, just like with any habit, the idea is that it gets easier and easier because you're, you know, not having to consciously think about it. But the reason why I don't consider it a cue or a command, I consider it a habit or behavior is because our own behavior, as in the humans in the situation, our behavior is just as important as the actual skill that we teach our dog. In fact, if you've been paying attention to me a little bit recently, you know that right now registration is open for my program, 14 Days to a Stronger Recall. And I'll talk about that more at the end in case you are interested because we start next Tuesday if you're listening in real time. But inside that program, I teach recall in three parts. The first one is the behavior and habits that you the human, the dog parents in the situation need to develop and avoid. There's a whole lesson on that. And then the second part is the 14 days, which is a skill a day to teach your dog, to work with your dog. So that's the actual skill, teaching them when I say your name, when I call you, come to me. And then the third part is how to bring that those skills, the skills we've taught our dog, the behaviors that we have practiced into the real world, how to build them up and practice over and over again so our dog is coming to us in any environment, in those highly challenging environments which we all struggle with. And I separate into those three distinct parts to emphasize the fact that not one of them is more important than the other. We have to practice all of them and put the same emphasis on all of them because most of the time we're only focused on that middle one, teaching our dog to come to us when we say, come, which is understandable because that's how we teach our dogs almost anything else. 
all our other cues, all our other skills. But just the nature of recall and how we have to use it puts it in a category like all by itself because we need it when we have no control over our dog. We need our dogs to decide to listen to us because if they decide not to, most of the time, there's nothing we can do about it. And even if we think about it, like we teach our dogs to sit, right? Let's just use that as an example, the most basic one. Do we need our dog to know how to sit in the middle of a park where there's 50 other dogs around? Probably not. Because as long as they're on a leash, as long as they're near us, like we can pretty much keep control over our dog. They don't need to sit with that much distraction around necessarily. The average dog owner just doesn't need that skill with their dog and it's okay if they don't have it. But recall, because of our dog's safety, because of the freedom we want to give them, we need them to have the skill in that high level environment. And to get to that high level environment, there's a lot of work in between or a different type of work that we're not always prepared for. So what I want for you is to change your mindset a little bit. So when we think of recall, instead of thinking of it, how do I teach my dog to come to me when I call? Right? Because that puts us more in the mindset of, again, I say a word and my dog should come to me. My dog should be listening to me. And we tend to stop there, where it's more like taking a step back and how do I teach my dog that I'm always the best choice in their environment? When I call them, there's no hesitation from them that coming to me is the choice they want to make. Okay, It's a subtle difference, but it's important because, again, it loops back to the fact that our behaviors, that we have to look at how we are interacting with our dog on an everyday basis to make sure we continually reinforce that. Now, the good news is when we think about it that way, how do I teach my dog every time they come to me? It's the best choice. Amazing things happen. They trust me that nothing bad's going to happen, so they always want to come to me. There's a lot of different things we can do throughout our days to reinforce that. The flip side is there's a lot of things that we can do to kind of mess that up a little bit if we're not thinking about it. So all the way back in episode four, I talk about some of these behaviors. I talk about never chasing your dog. I talk about making sure every time they come to you, it's a good thing. It's also the first thing we talk about inside my program, 14 Days to a Stronger Recall. This is where I always like to talk about my favorite training game, Rover Round Robin, where it's a game where it's anywhere from two to 50 players, where each person takes turns calling the dog to you And they get some kind of reward. And then they go to the next person and they kind of run back and forth to every person who's playing the game. Okay, I have a whole sheet on the um, instructions on how to play the game and how to teach your dog. Uh, You can find that at playtimepause.com forward slash game. But it's a great way to teach your dog when you go running to the person who's calling you, good things happen. Anytime you play fetch with your dog. When they come back to you with the ball, throw a party and then throw them on the ball again, especially if that's what they want. One of my most favorite recall hacks, which I've been talking about the past the past week or so, is 
you know, when you're hanging out with your dog, especially in your backyard, call them to you. Throw a little party, give them lots of love and attention, give them a reward, a treat if you have one, and then let them go back to what they were doing. And do that a whole bunch of times. So they are thinking, oh, so if I go over to my human, they're going to give me love and attention and I get to go back to what I was doing. That's a win-win. That's starting to turn that switch in the brain where why would I hesitate to go to my human? I always seem to win. So these are the things that I want you to think about beyond just teaching my dog, when I call you, come to me, which is something we need to teach them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, you know, forget about that part. No, that part's important because our dogs need to know what we want from them. But it's also our responsibility to build up that trust with them where when you do listen to me, it's always going to be a good experience. So as I mentioned earlier, I go into greater detail, plus we work through 14 days worth of activities. So there's three different recall games that I work through over the two weeks with you, as well as talk a lot about these different habits and behaviors and different ways we accidentally lose our recall. In fact, there's two live Zoom sessions with me so we can talk about what your specific struggles are. And then even though the live part of the program only really lasts those two weeks, I also leave you with all the information you need to take everything you learned and continue to use it over and over and over again to build that reliable recall we all want. Because when we had, there's something about having a strong recall with our dogs to know that I can let you off leash or I can let you out of the car or whatever it is and know and have the confidence that when I call you back to me, you will come. There is just something about that that gives us such confidence and such pride in our relationship with our dog. Like it doesn't match anything else. I'm not saying that if you don't have a strong recall or if you're really struggling, then you don't have a good bond with your dog. I am not saying that at all because that is not true. There's just something about the recall. It gives us something very obvious and clear to look at. And that's how we all crave it. But just like with any skill, understand that some dogs are easier than others. Some dogs are built to be independent. We've bred that independence into them. So it's going to be harder. There are some dogs that follow their nose and they're so highly distracted by their noses, again, that we've built into them because they used to have this job to do that it makes it a little harder. And then there's those dogs that we have bred to be our companions, to listen to us, that want to do anything to please us. They're going to be a little easier. So if you have to keep your dog on a leash more often than somebody else, that does not reflect who you are as a dog parent or how well-trained your dog is. But there are a lot of things we can do if you want to change that. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so if you are interested in the recall program, just go to playtimepause.com forward slash recall. As always, I'll put links in the show notes. Um, If you're listening in real time, we are starting on Tuesday. Registration closes on Monday, September 25th. If you are not listening in real time, if you're listening to this 
later, still go to that same link, playtimepause.com forward slash recall, and you'll probably see a waiting list for the next time I do open it. And that is all I have for you today. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen. That helps other puppy owners find the podcast. If you would like to continue training with me, you could check out my website, playtimepause.com. I have both in-person and digital programs, including the one I just talked about. You can find those by just clicking on work with me. If you have questions about any of it, there is a contact form you can fill out. It goes directly to me. Otherwise, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.